everyone. <laughs> I hate myself already. <laughs> you like being the podcast queen telling us what to do. Don't touch the microphone. Don't touch the table. Do this, do that. But what you, when you get in front of the mic, look what happens. I did not touch the microphone. I know. All I did was trip up. You just tripped up. But that's okay. But you're awesome anyway. This is true. <laughs> Our job is to help you win. The destination is I will be a disciple who can make disciples. We got to watch people see themselves as world changers. Hey guys, my name is Hannah Phipps. I am, like my dad mentioned, the podcast director for Disciples Made. And I am also... Brian's daughter. <laughs> I've known her most of her life. Most, yeah, not all of it, <laughs> I guess, um, but most of it. And we are here bringing you bonus episodes. So these will not be the longer 40 minute episodes, but around five to 10 minutes just to give you insight into a little bit more about Disciples Made and who we are. And then we're going to do this for five weeks. In a row. In a row. Not every other week. Not every other week, but five in a row as we prepare for our second season of the Disciples Made podcast, which we will tell you about at the end of this bonus episode. So you better listen to all of it to find out what's coming up in season two. In this bonus episode, we're going to talk about how did DM actually begin? We've talked a lot about um, the IDE of Disciples Made and what goes into it, but Dad, talk to us. How did Disciples Made begin? Well, um, I think the big thing to say is at the outset, I did not begin this thing to start a ministry, certainly not a not-for-profit. All I wanted to do was multiply my one men's group that I was leading into five. Uh, I probably told this story before, but I'll share it again quickly. I was leading a men's group. It was great. We had 14 guys there on average. And every once in a while, a guy would come along who I could tell could lead a group. And I'd send him off with one or two of the guys in the group. And they'd go start a group. So we were adding groups. And uh, we had just added a group and got some new guys and had some great things happening. And I was happy at the end of that meeting. And I was on my way home. And I just felt the presence of Jesus in the car with me. And he said, I'm glad you're happy with how you are influencing those 14 guys. But I'm sad because you, I've equipped you with the ability to influence 14,000 or 140,000. None of those numbers were there, but it was like you're missing the mark big because you're not prioritizing multiplication. That's a new standard for you. And so the conviction point and the repentance point at that time was, okay, that's the new standard. How do I do that? And I remember saying, I'm just going to shelve everything I think I know about disciple making. You tell me what to do. And the first step was, I want you to multiply this one group into five groups in four months. That's how this started. Wow. And uh, what year was that? That was in uh, September of 2010. 2010, so, so 10 years ago, 10 years. almost 10 years ago, like to the month. Just about to the month. That's exactly crazy. Right. All right. So why the name? Why Disciples Made? Um, and how is that critical to the ministry or the movement? Gotcha. Well, um, I got to give a little bit more context about what happened to answer that question. When we talked about, you know, multiplying the one group to become five groups, the, uh, the clear next step was identify the five people that would lead and the five people that would co-lead with them. And uh, the action step for me was to identify who they were and invite them to lead their own group 
And if they did that, I would disciple them for a year. And so I did that. And now I was committed to discipling these guys for a year. And I was going out that September, October, November, December of that year, just researching all of the disciple making curriculums. Like what are the best things out there? What are the best experiences? Who are the people in the country who are doing the best things? And how can I learn from them to put this thing together? And uh, one of those times I was down at Austin Stone Church in, in San Antonio, not yeah, not San Antonio, I'm sorry, it's Austin, Texas. And um, I was actually with their disciple-making leader, a great guy, Todd Engstrom, who was kind of a front runner in these conversations at the time, and uh, still is. And he invited me to watch a webinar that he was uh, watching. And ironically, this is a fun story, Rob Wegner, who's now no an associate way. in this whole thing, was leading that webinar with Alan Hirsch. And they were interviewing a guy named Caesar Kalwanowski. And they had asked Caesar, what is it that you guys measure? And um, he was at Soma Church still with Jeff Vanderstel at the time. And, and Caesar has a way of answering things that's just spot on. And what he said was, it seems to me if Jesus told us to go and make disciples, we ought to actually measure how many disciples we've actually made. Smart. I don't know what anybody else said mm-hmm. for the rest of that time. I was stuck there. And, and my thought process was this. One, he's right. Two, that has to be the result of whatever I do with this year with these 11. We turned out to be 11, 11 guys. They have to be made. And then it was, well, what does that mean? Yeah. What does it mean for a person to be made? But that's it. Because here's the thing. Let me just point this out. Most disciple-making systems in our country aren't about making disciples. They're about keeping disciples in the disciple-making process. Mm-hmm. They're disciples in the process of being made. That's not Jesus' model. Jesus came and he influenced a few people to become disciples and then he left and sent his spirit. We need to be in the same thing. So that's the reason for the name. And so then how do you know when a disciple is made? That's huge because it has to be measurable, it has to be definable and all those things. And, um, and I'm not going to go like deep into this because this is more like a bonus episode. You can go back and see that our focuses are on character and calling and the habits and all that to get there. The simple answer to your question is probably best attained by just asking the question, when is my son enough of a man to lead his own family? When are you, my daughter, enough of a woman to leave dependence upon us to go out and be a family of your own when you have the equipping, when you have the tools. Does that mean you'll never ever need me again? No, but you won't need me in the same way. Why? Because we've spent our life helping you have what we have. Jesus, for instance, tells his disciples at the, toward the end in the upper room, he says, I, I, I no longer call you uh, students or servants, I call you friends. You're now partners in ministry with me. I'm going back to the Father, and now this ministry belongs to you. Feed my sheep. When is a disciple made? When they have all the rhythms and understandings and habits and just the core essence of who they are that can be a disciple maker for others. Awesome. Anything else you want to add to how Disciples Made began? No, I think that's that's the essence of it, the name and how it started. We didn't start out to start a ministry. We just started out to multiply one group to five and the rest as they say is history, history which will hit in the rest of these bonus episodes 
That's awesome. Um, speaking of the future bonus episodes, uh-huh. can you give us a little sneak peek, really quick overview of what to expect from them? Yeah, bonus episode two. How did Disciples Made start to expand in your church? We're just talking about, in this episode, like how we went from one group to five. But how did we go from 11 people, <laughs> you know, in a disciple-making experience to well over into the seven and eight hundreds within six years? That's a crazy question. We'll answer that. Episode three, how did Disciples Made begin to expand outside of Westside Family Church? That was crazy. How did we go from the 750 to 850, somewhere in there, up to over 2,200 in seven years? Uh, Bonus episode four, how did the whole intentional disciple-making environment language or idea come into being? Like, that sounds like you went and did a bunch of research. No, there's a really cool story of how that evolved. And then bonus episode five, how did the word movement get involved with Disciples Made? And what is the 50 disciple-making movements in 50 cities vision all about? And how did that happen? That's where we're going in these next four episodes. I am so excited, looking forward to it, and I hope you guys are too. Um, And now it's the moment that you've all been waiting for. Dad, can you tell us about season two? Season two? What? Of the We're already thinking about season two? I do. We do plan a little bit ahead here. I know it may not seem like it, but... (laughs) Well, season one, of course, is we were going through the five pillars of the IDE, but we think that it's really important, particularly since... We've started this and got faced with this whole COVID pandemic thing. Why don't we do a series? We'll do five necessary shifts that COVID leaves us completely unable to ignore. What are the practices of the current church that were threatened, you know, when COVID came? You know, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount at the end of it says, I want you to build your life uh, on the rock. No, don't build your life on the sand so that when the wave comes along, you know, your, your, your foundation is solid. It's on a rock and won't be swept away. What are the things that the COVID wave has proven to hurt us with? And how can we make ourselves a lot more bulletproof when it comes to making disciples from what we've learned in COVID? Five necessary shifts that COVID leaves us unable to ignore. It's going to be good. Super applicable for today. It'll be awesome stuff. I am so excited to share it with you guys. Um, So just an overview, we're going to be doing five weeks in a row of these bonus episodes and then followed by season two. This is fun to do it with you, gal. You too. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.